Welcome, Pastor Keith here with Kevin. We're going to have a little time of discussion around perspective in the pandemic. What's going on in the world right now? So we're weeks into this global pandemic and it's changed our world. It's changed our lives. And so we just want to invite you guys in to a conversation here as we we talk a little bit about that. So how do you make sense of what's going on with this global pandemic? I mean, biblically, theologically, how do you, what are some of the biblical thoughts you've had? How do you wrestle with what's going on? I'm sure many people are asking the very same question, like, what's going on? This is surreal. This is crazy. We've never seen anything like this before. Mm -hmm. Never lived through anything like this in our lives personally. Um, but, yeah, what, what would you say to just making sense of everything that we see going on right now? Well, I mean, I think that, like you said, this is the first time that I'm going through anything like this. I think the closest thing was, like, 9-11 and being in New York at the time. So that was, you know, it was, it was shocking. Um, and I, I know there's not an answer to your question, but I remember for about two weeks, I would go home every day and I would put it on CNN after I got home from work. And I would watch that until I went to sleep. Mm-hmm. And it was just like a, a dark time, you know. Yeah. And, and I, I decided at one point that, like, I, I can't do this. I need to move forward and I need to lift my eyes to the Lord instead of the situation around me. Yeah. But as far as making sense of it, it's it's hard to know exactly, like, what's like what's going on. But, I mean, I think we've been shielded from a lot of things in this country. Um, I think other people in other countries are more used to... Uh, Tragedy and you know things like that that they're they're going on in, in, you know in their country, um, but I mean one thing that I know is this that when sin entered the world, that's when death came, and with that uh, sickness and pain and all that. So when I look at what's going on, I know that is a result of sin. Yeah. Now I'm not saying that it's a result of, of certain people's sin mm-hmm. necessarily. But just sin in, gen- in general. The wor- we, we, we know, with everything that's going on, we know that it's not supposed to be like this. Yeah. So one thing that I do, um, I look at it and it just, it, it helps me to look at life uh, from a different perspective. Like my eyes, now instead of being around here and what's around me, I start thinking about eternity. You know, I start thinking about uh, what, what are the things that are most important? What are the things that are eternal? Um, we, we've lost a lot of what's normal for us. And, uh, you know, just even 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 going outside, um, it's different now. Everything is just yeah. different. Like, whatever's normal to, whatever's norm, normal is, is, you know, everything is not normal anymore, you know. Yeah. For, you know, for a while, this part of me that that almost is tempted to just sit and wait for everything to go back to normal. Mm. And I have to push back against that. Um, yeah. But, um, yeah, like I said, you know, sin into the world and is destructive. So part of me is making me hate sin because of the just the, the, the pain. And it's not only about my um, – it hasn't affected me much. Or I mean, for me, discomfort is me uh, hanging out in my house with my five television sets and my AC going, you know. But for other people, you know, like I'm, I'm from New York and – 
it's different out there. There are a lot of people that are that are that are suffering out there that that are, are fearful. You know, if you look at the numbers, the numbers in New York are nothing compared to the numbers of every other place in the world. You know, every other city. So, um, yeah. So that, you know, that's that's how I, I look at it. Um, and I know we'll talk about more about like what what do we do now? You know. But. That's good. That's good. You mentioned just kind of the, our biblical framework. Um, biblical worldview. One of the things I have often um, shared with people as I talk about biblical worldview is um, three or four C's there. And, and the first one is creation and just how everything that God's created from the very beginning was good. There was no flaw, no brokenness, no coronavirus, no tornadoes and hurricanes and wars and sickness and, and all the things, no murders until after Genesis 3, uh, the corruption, the corruption of God's good creation when mankind rebelled against God. And so when we, when we look at the world the way that it is and question like, God, how can you be good and how can the world be like this? Genesis helps us kind of get a biblical framework, right? A biblical worldview of how we got here, how this world is so broken and sin sick, right? Because mankind rebelled against God's command, sin, sinned against God. And so in one sense, we can say that the broken, the sin, that uh, the sickness, the suffering that we experience in the world goes back to sin, right? Because God says, when you eat of the fruit, you're going to die. God, his judgment on sin is death, right? Mm-hmm. Romans 6.23, the wages of sin is death. And we're all guilty of sin, like we've all sinned and we've fallen short of the glory of God, so we deserve death. Yet, thankfully, God doesn't leave us in our broken state in the world, right? So there's, though he created things good and though uh, mankind corrupted the world through rebellion, God sent his son, Jesus Christ, to die on a cross, to enter into the brokenness, to experience suffering to take on himself the sin of the entire world, which is a game changer for us, right? So for, from a Christian viewpoint, we, we understand how we got like this, but it's not, it's not hopelessness for us, right? Because Christ has entered into the brokenness. He who knew no sin became sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, right? He entered into the, the brokenness um, but then he's also coming back. He's, there's a there's a second there's a return, uh, and we live between this already not yet. When Christ has come, he's brought redemption. He brought the kingdom. He healed the sick. He forgave sinners. He redeemed sinners. But yet we we lived in between this space where Christ has come. He's come right. He's come and he and he's coming back. He's going to come back and make all things new. And there'll be no more sickness, no more suffering, no more sorrow. And so, just from a from a big wide angle perspective, we we see that that's how we got here. God created everything good. Corruption entered the world. God did something about it, right? And here, the church is to be witnesses to testify of the gospel of grace until Christ returns, right? And then, when He comes back at the consummation, the, the second coming of Jesus. He's going to make all things new. And so that's a, that's a biblical framework that I often will preach from, or if I'm witnessing on the street, uh, talking to an unbeliever, I will share just those points of a biblical worldview. 
and, and why the world is like it is and, and the hope that we have even though it's corrupted and broken Christ came in and he can identify with our suffering he suffered for our sins and he's coming back so it's not it's not supposed to be like this. It's not going to stay like this. Yeah. So we're in this Romans eight uh, where we're groaning and we're looking for that redemption that's going to come. Even creation itself groans and eagerly waits for the redemption, right? And I think we look at what Jesus did, and a lot of times we look at it just for what it does for us. But also God's plan is, you know, the whole the whole story of Scripture is going from creation to new creation. You know, God wants is going to restore all things. We we take it like a you know just personally, but just you know I think what what we can like I said we know that there's something wrong, and also we it also helps us to think about our hope for eternity yeah. instead of just living in the in the right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, I think something else that I look at is that um, God is not shocked by this. Amen. He knew this was going to happen, and Amen. God, within His wisdom and His sovereignty, He's allowed this to happen. Yeah. You know, I know some people have trouble with that, but if we believe in a sovereign God. Yeah. He's allowed this to happen, and in the middle of this, God is working out His perfect plan for me, for you, for City Church, for Dallas, yes. for the United States, yeah. and for the whole world. Yeah. Amen. That's good. That's good. One of the things um, that that was helpful just in putting this thing into perspective was. Uh, something just thinking about some of the past pandemics that we've seen uh, globally in history. And uh, John Piper, in his book um, "Christ and Coronavirus" or "Coronavirus and Christ," uh, he begins just sharing about some stats from 1917 and the the sickness, the influenza, that caused 500,000 deaths in America alone, 50 million globally. People would get symptoms in the morning and they would be dead by night. And so what we're going through right now is terrible. And we should be grieving and praying and repenting and turning to God and crying out for his mercy. But there have been some some past generations that have seen greater destruction, um, greater numbers. Of course, we're not we're not through it yet. You know, who, who knows how long, how much longer this is going to last. Right. Um, so in, in the midst of being a father, a husband, uh, a leader in the church, um, what are some ways that you, Kevin, have um, tried to make the most of this pandemic? You know, I've said don't waste your pandemic, yeah. right? We're, this, is a, this is an opportunity for us to be faithful to God, to trust God in His faithfulness and be faithful to Him. And stand, trusting Him, stand in His grace through this time, and, and a time for us to shine. The church has, historically, the, the church is the light of the world, and we shine brightest in the darkest places, right? Uh, but what are some things that you've done with, with your family? Um, just what, what are some things that, how is God working in you and your family through this, and how are you trying to redeem the time? Well, first of all, I, I think... Um, my life is really busy, so I find myself always um, busy uh, running around doing stuff. You know, good things, you know. Have, like you said, I have a family, I have a wife, I have a job, church, ministry. Um, and one, one thing that's, that's it's been, a good, it's been a good thing during this time is that I, find my, I, I have more time. So now I can be, uh, all the things wow. that I wanted yeah. to do, 
with my children that I find myself not having as much time I have the time for. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, we've been doing stuff like you know playing playing uh, board games, yeah. playing video games even with my kids. It's you know something I like to do, and I don't really do that much with children. But now we've been having that time um, watching movies. But um, I think the the best time that we're having is that we're having more. Uh, time to, to, to study the Bible together. Mm-hmm. Um, we've been going through the two seven series here, the, and uh, so w- I'm doing it with the children. It's more for for adults, but I'm doing it with the children more like slowly. And I like to put everything under my, a magnifying glass any, anyway, so that helps out. You know, I have the time to just sit down and have a conversation about just a couple of ch- uh, uh, paragraphs that we're reading, um, and that's been fun. And also, my, my children are getting older, and I was thinking about. We pray with them, but um, we never really have invited them to prayer meetings. You know, so that's just a different side of prayer. You know, we, you know, we pr- we we pray together, but now we're we're praying for for the world. We're praying for our family in New York. We're praying for doctors. We're praying for first responders, and they're able to see. Uh, how prayer fits into our lives yeah. more yeah. than just you know the bubble of the Christian life, you know, yeah. and so that's been a, that's, that's been a sweet good. time. We've been having more times of, of worship together, uh, time where we're getting together to pray, and even they, they've they've joined us on our on our Zoom prayer meetings. Mm-hmm. So it's it's uh, it's it's been a good time um, for for my family. You know, we I feel like there's there we're, it's a time of growth. Um, for me, I know that in in my life. Especially early in my walk, and I've seen God do this in so many other people's lives. Um, I, I feel like sometimes God would 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 separate people for a little while to do some deep work in their heart. And I wanna I wanna take this time like that. You know, I have this time. I'm yes. I'm, I'm, I'm I want to grow uh, deeper in the Word, deeper in prayer. I feel like I've been part of more prayer meetings over the last couple of weeks than I have for a, in a long time. You know, most of the most of them through Zoom. Which yeah. is still cool. Um, so you know we have our prayer meetings. We do it twice a week. Uh, you know community group and then family. We pray together. So it's 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 been good. So anyway, I, I think there's a, a like I said a time uh, where we can concentrate on our spiritual growth, on depth. Yeah. And we have more time for that. So I mean, mm-hmm. but at the same time, if we don't plan these things, then we're going to just waste time. Yeah. You know, and there there are some days that I haven't planned anything, and I find myself wasting time and. I just feel like this tug in my heart from the Lord. Don't waste these days, because in the hopefully if everything goes back to to normal, I'm going to be thinking in a couple of months. Man, I wish I had the time. And if I if I don't take advantage of that time, yeah, yeah. So how about you guys? How have you guys been? Uh, yeah, it's good. Advantage? You know, one of the things I said um, a few weeks ago in, in the sermon, maybe one, maybe uh, was is that that Christians really should should do what they've been doing. But more intensely during this yeah. time. So, praying like we've been praying, seeking the Lord like we've been seeking the Lord, but with a with a greater intensity and fervency during this time, uh, because the heat's been turned up, and there's 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 a greater sense of urgency that I think we should have. I think we should live with a sense of urgency because people are dying every day and spending eternity apart from Christ and perishing in hell. And so there should we should live with a sense of urgency because we we care about where people are going to spend eternity, right? Um, but but here with this pandemic, we're confronted we're confronted with the reality of 
death, we're confronted with the reality that our lives are so fragile, so brief and fleeting, and we don't want to waste them, right? And so, uh, so I think many Christians should continue to do what they've been doing, just intensify what they've been doing. Uh, other Christians are, who have been asleep in many ways, uh, I think, should let this be a wake-up call for for us. And, and the non-Christian, let it be a wake-up call to search yourself and, and examine, you know, is there a God and is his son Jesus and is Jesus the only way, the truth and the life, right? Um, and so some of the things, yeah, we've done as a family. And also, so do I really know him? That's right. Because a lot of people would, right. would, would agree mentally yeah. that Jesus is the way. They agree mentally with Christianity, but, you know, they really don't know him. Yeah. So if you're watching right now, do you know Jesus? Do you have a personal saving relationship with him? Jesus said in John seventeen three, this is eternal life, that they may know you, the one true God, and Jesus Christ whom you said. You see, it's not enough to know about Jesus. Okay? It's not knowing about Jesus that saves anybody. It's it's trusting Jesus and having a genuine saving relationship with Jesus by grace. Faith. This is eternal life that they may know you, the one true God of Jesus Christ whom you said. And so, yeah, knowing Jesus changes the entire trajectory of your life. It changes how you think, how you speak, how you act, how you live, how you relate to others. Um, all for the better, right? And I, I'd say that the, the number one or, or two overarching marks of those who really know Jesus, according to First John, is they love people and they practice righteousness. They, they do what's right and they love people. Doesn't mean they're perfect, okay? But but there's generally speaking, love characterizes their life, right? Uh, and then there's this trajectory, this bent towards righteousness. Whoever's born of God practices righteousness, right? And I, I think also um, one of and I'm, I want to make sure I'm clear when I say this. Some of us might go through some um, you know times where we feel fear feel fearful because of what's going on. And then we're going to have to, you know, look up to the Lord and just decide to trust in Him. But even that fear, if it becomes irrational, can even uh, just challenge us whether we really trust in God with our lives. So I'm not, I'm not saying that anyone that's going through fear, they're not a, they're not a believer. Yeah. But that, that, that's something we need to take a look at. If it's irrational where we're getting overcome by it, you know, we got to take a look at, you know, how, how, well, how much do I really trust in Christ in the middle of this? You know, we were talking about you know him not being shocked by this earlier. You know, not only is he not shocked, you know, we said that he there's a he's he's allowed it for a reason. And what does that do for us? You know, if we know him to be good and to be sovereign. If you've been around me enough, you've been to hear me say this a million times that God is sovereign, so he's in control of everything, and God is good. And because of that, that's why we have peace. Amen. And that's why we have hope. If he yeah. was. If he was sovereign but he wasn't good, then that would be scary. Yeah. If he was good but not sovereign, that would be cool, but it wouldn't really do much for me. You yeah. know? Yeah. But just the fact that he's sovereign and he's good, that is why I, I have peace and that is why I have hope. And so when situations get stirred up, when fear tries to come at me, when fear tries to come at me and, 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 and pull me down, I have to remind myself of who God is. And, and, and his sovereignty and his goodness 
are, are two things that I hold on to during, during, during any time that, that something's uncomfortable, that's scary, that's painful, that's hurtful, or any time that where I am unsure. I, yeah. I look at those things. It's yeah. good, man. It's good. Yes, we, we cling, cling to those attributes of God and we take refuge in His name, His character, His promises, and what, what He has said um, to us. Um, so, just going back to your question for me, uh, um, you know, one of the things our family has done too has been praying more. Um, having conversations about the Lord and life and death and, and bigger conversations. Um, just as, as a church, we've been doing um, you know daily prayer. You know these these hour two hour long prayer and worship praise and prayer and praise in the pandemic. And um, and, and part of the heart behind that to, to do that so frequently, one is just we can't. We can't meet together like we normally do, right? And so um, we want to provide a point of connection to where we can, you know, pray in that way together. We got the Zoom prayer meetings that we're doing as well, and, and we're calling one another, you know, FaceTime calls and uh, messenger FaceTime yeah. calls, Marco Polos, and all those. You know, we're using those those tools of technology, which I think are, are so helpful during this time. I think those who aren't familiar with with those tools I, I would encourage you to get familiar with them for the sake of staying connected in the body of Christ staying encouraged and being an encouragement to others um, we we've, we've been reaching out to our neighbors more we've uh, a lot of our neighbors are out you know during this time walking around and so we've had some really great connections um, uh, just as people are out just talking to them and then uh, through next door next door is uh, kind of like Facebook for neighbors uh, you know if you live in a neighborhood uh, that's a way that you can connect with your neighbors through the next door app and you can share encouraging words and it just seems it seems right now that people are more open to the gospel the hope of the gospel and the comfort that Christ gives through the gospel that I've ever seen them uh, open to you know I, I know like when I when I have preached at a funeral, I see there's this this openness to the gospel and the things of God more than normal, and this kind of feels like that. Like there's this big funeral, you know. There's a lot of death, a lot of tragedy, a lot of fear and uncertainty about what's going on. And church, if you're a Christian, this is the time for you to shine with the hope of Jesus Christ, the grace of Jesus Christ, the love of Jesus Christ. Um, so. So yeah, we've been able to do that a little bit more, have have some more gospel conversations. Um, yeah, good. Yeah, we've also had some really sweet family times. We've been doing uh, fire pits around the fire out back in the backyard, and roasting marshmallows, and uh, just having you know uh, some some sweet family time uh, during this time. That that's one thing I see God doing in this pandemic is there's opportunity for families to get close again uh, or to, you know, just to have that deeper uh, connection with one another, but also with the Lord. It's a great opportunity for fathers and husbands to lead their families in prayer and reading scripture together and having spiritual conversations with their children. Yeah, I think about like the reality is, unfortunately, a lot of parents uh, and I, I used to be a youth pastor in New York and I know I used to go through this one. When parents wanted to talk to their children about something, 
or having to do with the Lord, they would come to me and try to have me speak to them about it, which I didn't mind. But, um, you know, I, I think a lot of times parents, they, they push the responsibility of discipling their children on, on, on the church. You know, and I don't think we have a lot of that here at City Church, but, you know, just the, rea- you know, the reality is that a lot of parents do that. And, and it's an opportunity for us to, to take the time to disciple our children, to lead our families. And, you know, it, it, I, I think during these times, it would, hopefully, like I said, if everything goes back to normal, uh, we're going to look back and we're gonna, that there are going to be memories that are going to be formed oh. during this time. So, uh, you know, I, I thought about, like, what memories do I want my children to have? You know, I, I want them to have, have memories that, yes, this was a, this was a tough time, but also we had, we had a good time. We, we got closer yes. as a family. Yes. And, and also that, you know, that, that they got closer to the Lord during this time. You know, or, the, or at least that seeds are sown into their lives that, 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 that you know, will grow. And also, like I said, it, 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 gives, it gives context to, 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 for children, you know, that maybe have not been through much. Sometimes they have to go through some sort of suffering or some, 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 sort, some sort of change in their life to give context to the truth that we speak to them about in the Word of God, you know. And, and, and it, it could be just the fact that they can't see their friends or, you know, that, that you know, people getting sick. And I, I think for us, you know, be, I, I keep mentioning I'm from New York, and, you know, my wife's family's still in New York, so, you know, we're praying for them constantly, and, and, and we, we're praying for their protection. We're praying um, for wisdom for them to be able to, to, to protect themselves. And, you know, so, so they're always, just that they're in, in, a, in a more dangerous situation than even us, because here in Texas, everything's spread out, you know, New York. Mm-hmm. You know what the person next to the person next to you know what they smell like, you know. So <laughs> you know. So anyway, so you know, and, and that, that's another thing. And, and you know, just you know, being able to pray for people that are really um, going through some scarier times than we are here in Texas. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Um, so what what else do you see, Kevin? What do you see God doing through all this? You mentioned just what God's doing in your family, but just yeah. kind of at a you know wide angle lens in the world and I, I mentioned some stuff too but what do you, what do you yeah. see God doing? So that's one of the uh, one of the things I've been praying about you know when this started happening I was just like Lord what are you doing? If you're allowing this and you're sovereign what are you doing? And I'm not saying that I've you know heard his audible voice but I think um, what, one of the things that happened like uh, happened in, in you know and I can only speak I've, I've lived in Texas I've lived in New York and I live in the United States um I think, like I was saying, that we depend on the church sometimes to disciple our children. I think that we depend on the church service sometimes to be our spiritual connection with God. And it's a great time for us to get together and worship together, you know, hear a good word and and pray together. But um, now we don't don't have, it's it's different. You know, it's it's great that we have our Facebook live services, but that's not going to replace You know us congregating. Yeah. You know that's yeah. one thing. Like it's, it's a good, uh, 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 like a bridge from now to then. But I pray that you know one thing when we're praying and our zoomings that 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 the, that the church becomes lovesick mm-hmm. for one another. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, but um, anyway, going back to what, what I was saying, I think that yeah. I think one of the things that that God is is teaching us is, is to take responsibility even more for our for our, for our, for our spiritual growth. 
Um, and you add it to, to discipling our children and, 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 and the, the spiritual growth of our families, but for us personally. And also, you know, we're not organizing outreaches, but if but God still calls the church to be the church. Yeah. So it t- it's taking away a little bit of the, the church building being the church, yeah. and we are the church. Yeah. So if God has called us yeah. to be the church, I am, I am the church in Richardson, Texas. Mm-hmm. I am the church in my block. So um, besides my family and the building up of one another, how, how can I impact the world that's around me? How can I love my neighbors well? How can I look for opportunities to share the gospel with them? And how can I make disciples when I'm not coming together? It's great to invite people, hey, do you want to come to my church? Come, you know, hear my pastor preach and, and hear this great worship leader. No, but, no, but, you, know, but, no, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's great for that, but... but God has called us to, to be, uh, you know, He's given, the Great Commission is for all believers. Yeah. You know, and we are to make disciples. Come on. Yeah. So now, if I can't invite someone to my service, they, yeah, they can come to our Facebook Live service, that's great. But am I taking the responsibility? I mean, God has empowered us with the Spirit of God to be witnesses for Him. Mm-hmm. So how can we do that during this time? Mm-hmm. You know, that's through good. social media. Our neighbors, you know, our, fa- our family members. One thing that I've been doing is that, so, you know, the way that the most common way of communicating these days is text messages. And I think the reason why is because it doesn't take a lot of time and we're, we live in a busy world. I've been, you know, trying to think of people of the past and connecting with people of the past and, and calling them. I've heard voices of people I haven't heard their voice like in 20 years, you know? And just, you know, people that, that I knew from New York and calling them back and see how they're doing their relationship with God, mm-hmm. encouraging them, you know, and, and sharing sharing truth with them, maybe that, you know, they didn't receive at, you know, some of the, the churches they went to there and make sure that they understand the gospel. Yeah. And, you know, so, yeah, even even that, like just encouraging people, encouraging people I knew before, yeah. and reaching out on Facebook Messenger and just seeing how they're doing, you know? Yeah, that's good. Yeah, there's a lot of need for encouragement right now in the world. Um, now you mentioned in, inviting people to church. Um, one of the things uh, that I've noticed too, it's it's kind of easier to invite people to church than it's ever been, because uh, it's like, hey, watch yeah. this online, right? And so I have been encouraged by the ways that uh, some of our people have invited their family members or friends, and and just the church is, you know, inviting. You know, hey, we're doing an online service. You know, come check it out, right? So it's easy, and it, and you can come as you are. It's easier to come as you are, <laughs> literally, <laughs> now than, than ever, right, you know, online. Uh, but I agree with you, you know, online church doesn't replace the real presence, yeah. right? And, and so, and, and amen to, you know, us being lovesick in, in a healthy sense, like, like we're, we're, we're created for community. Yeah. You know, we have the capacity to absorb the, the joy of another person and the love from another person and the kindness and, and experience that being around them yeah. and the, the peace that comes uh, through their voice, through you know, through the, the peace that they carry with them, right? Or the anger and the fear, like the negative or the positive, right? And and you know, I, I think I one of the things I do see God doing in, in this is is stirring uh, one, just reminding us of how precious it is to, to be able to meet the gift of corporate worship with the with the people of God how much of a gift that is 
also see it see it as a danger, uh, a, a tendency for for people to, to drift and get disconnected from yeah. from the body of Christ. When Hebrews ten says, "Don't neglect the meeting, the meeting together," you know, but exhort one another uh, daily. Well, uh, exhort one another daily, even more as you see the day approaching, right? Yeah. And so right now, it seems like it's more challenging to not neglect the meeting together in meaningful, encouraging, uh, sharpening one another. Uh, in some ways, it's more challenging. And in some ways, you know, it's uh, a little bit easier. And I, yeah, so, I, you know, as we're talking about the one another's, you know, you, you mentioned one another a couple of times. I mean, also not leaving that up to the, to the church leaders to do. Yeah. You know, the, the same way that you might see someone here on, you know, or at, at service and go say hello to them, do the same thing. Yeah. You know, don't, don't leave it for the for the church leaders yeah. to be calling everybody. Amen. You know, let, let's let's love let's love one another well by by showing love. Even I mean, you know, even a phone call to someone can show, hey, I, I'm thinking about you. I care about you. You know, you're my brother. You're my sister. So just that, you know, let's let's do that with e- with each other. And also, it, it might start it off like this first couple of weeks. Don't let it die down. You know, yeah. be, be let's be consistent in that. Yes, you know? yeah, yeah. This is a great time to to develop some new rhythms, some healthy rhythms. Uh, and, um, yeah, and I like to say, blessed are the flexible, for they won't get bent out of shape. You know, <laughs> our plans have been frustrated for April and yeah. probably May, uh, and and so. We're not in control, so we got to flex with, you know, the, the changes that come. Um, you know, you, you've mentioned a couple times, and this is good, that this is a time for the church to rise up and be the church, not just not just look to the leaders to do all the ministry. And something we've emphasized here at City Church is what the, the reformers emphasized, the, the, the priesthood of all believers. So we believe that every Christian is called to be a priest, right? Every Christian is called to be a minister. Every Christian is called to represent Christ and make disciples everywhere they go. They're, they're to be the fragrance of Christ and they're to pray for people. They're to share the gospel with people. They're to show the love of Christ to people. And and I and I love that you're 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 banging that drum because this is a great time for the church to shift in that mindset of of being the priesthood of believers. You know, First Peter 2, you're a royal priesthood, right? Holy nation, called out of darkness into his marvelous light to, to proclaim the excellence, his excellencies, right? Mm-hmm. And so we're all called to that. We're all called to be priests, uh, whether you're a pastor or a missionary or not. If you're, if you're a Christian, you're called to, to, to live on mission. You're called to the priesthood. You're, you're called to represent Christ. You're called to, to be a minister of reconciliation, right? You're, uh, you're called to pray for others. You're called to teach others and disciple others, even if that's not your primary gifting. You're, you're, you're called to do, to, to walk in the footsteps of Jesus, yeah. right? To be Christ-like in that way. Yeah. And, you know, the Bible, in Ephesians 4, the Bible basically says that the church leaders are here to build the church up for the work of the ministry. That's right. That's so it. the work of the ministry is not for the leadership. I mean, merely that. Yeah, exactly. Not merely for the for the leadership. Yeah. It's for all of us. Yeah. And and I know that there there's some people when they hear something like that, they're like, okay. And there's some people that fear just comes over them. People that are that are you know maybe sh- uh, introverts or that are shy. You know, I just want to encourage you. 
You're called and you're equipped. The Spirit of God lives inside of you. And this is what empowers us for the ministry. So I, I, I encourage you, man, just take take us, just take one step. You know? But just, it, I, I always tell people that you can either, when there's a challenge, you can either be, let it become an obstacle, or like you can let it become a hurdle or a wall. When we say, I'm not doing that, that's when it becomes a wall. When it's a hurdle, we say, okay, and now, now I'm going to go and I'm going to jump over this. And you have the Spirit of God living inside of you to do yeah. it. So, yeah. man, in, encourage encourage yourself and be encouraged by knowing that the Spirit of God is inside you. And you've been empowered for this and you've been called for this. Yeah. So anything that God calls us for, He equips us for. Yes. And so yes. Take, take one step. Yeah. When we hear challenge, don't back down because it's a challenge, but embrace it. You know, it's yeah. what God wants from us. And so... so this is a great opportunity for that. Yeah. You know, like this is what God is... Like I said, the church doesn't stop being the church because we can't get together on Sunday morning. You know, I think... And and I think that it's, it's become a... a for, for a lot of us, it's, it's just become a, a, a crutch, I guess. You know, where... I don't know if that's the right word, where, but we're just... We come in here and we expect to be fed and everybody come give us, you know, this... It's, it's our perspective in the United States very uh, what's the word like uh, you know a consumer mentality I guess you know but God has called you to be a minister of the gospel God has called you you have the ministry of reconciliation and you have the spirit of God inside of you living in you and empowering you to do this ask the Lord for boldness ask him to give you the words and take one step even offering to pray for someone that's 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 it. You know, that's something that we can all do, and sometimes that can lead to other things. Mm-hmm. So I just want to encourage you guys: don't don't be don't don't let fear stop you from being what, what God has called you to be. You know, take one step. Yeah, that's great. That's great. Yeah. So so you mentioned Ephesians four, just how God has given the church spiritual leaders to equip the saints for the work of the ministry. So the work of the ministry is for every Christian. And spiritual leaders, they're to focus on equipping the Christians within the church to do the work of the ministry, right? And so we're all called to do the work of the ministry. We're all called to serve, to show the love of Christ, to pray for people, to reach out to people. Uh, but another way that we, we get equipped and we can do this just in our personal time with the Lord is through just the Word of God. Second yeah. Timothy 3 tells us that the Word of God, all Scripture is inspired by God, right? And it's profitable for teaching, reproof, rebuke, uh, for, for, uh, that the man of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. Okay? And so if you, if you feel inadequate or you don't feel equipped for every good work, then look to the Word of God to strengthen you in those areas that you're weaker in. If you don't know how to share the gospel... We'll, we'll get a good understanding. Seek to understand from the Bible what is the gospel. Yeah. If you don't know how to pray, seek from the Bible to learn how to pray. If, if you don't know how to uh, relate to other Christians, the Bible has a lot to say about living out the one another. One another is in Scripture, right? And so the Bible equips us. I love that. So what God calls us to, He equips us for, right? Yeah. And it's 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 through. Through spiritual leaders, yes, okay, they, they help equip, but through Scripture, 
But Scripture equips you. And so if, if you feel disconnected right now from spiritual leaders and disconnected from community, you, you can still fellowship with the Spirit of God. You can still fellowship in the Word of God and get equipped and empowered and strengthened to do the ministry that God's called you to do during this pandemic. And there's lots of opportunities, by the way. I mean, I, one of the things my wife has done, she's, you know, she went and got some flowers and, and did a little note and, um, and went and put it on folks' doorsteps. You and your family uh, came with your mask and your signs that said, you know, Jesus loves you or, 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 or whatever to different church members and friends. Um, you know, we had a neighbor that, that showed up with, with her daughter and she, she baked us some cookies and they, they did, sang a little song and danced. And it was just little things like that that neighbors are doing that's so encouraging to me. Yeah. Uh, you know, sharing some toilet paper with your neighbor, you know, <laughs> somebody who needs some toilet paper yeah. who can't find any. Um, uh, yeah. What about staying connected? What are some, some ways that you've been able to stay connected with? Uh, and cultivate community while while still keeping social distancing, because uh, I, I think we, we we take this 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 thing seriously, right? and we want to honor the, uh, the the leadership that has has given us some guidelines and how we're to conduct ourselves through this pandemic. And we we want to you know flatten the curve. We don't want to contribute to the spreading yeah. of this. We want to be wise, yeah, right? Um, but also we want to be creative. And innovative, and that's one of the things too. I see rising amongst us, and I see God doing in us. Is there's creativity that's springing forth through this time, through the limitations of this time. We're, we're kind of forced to think outside yeah. the box, mm-hmm. and some people are, are discovering that they can be more effective in their work working from home, right? And so there's yeah. So yeah. So what, what are your thoughts? Well, I, I, so one thing. Um, uh, Bridge and Brienne who come to our church, they uh they would they would, they were in the area and they texted me or called me or this was in, me in the beginning. And they were just like, Hey, come outside, we just wanna say hi. And that really touched me, you know? Uh so I think that's what gave us this idea, hey, what can we do? We took some snacks to some of the some of the kids at church. Yeah. So you know, doing stuff, doing stuff like that. You know, did you guys hand it? Did you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And and you know what? So <laughs> one of the things you're talking about being wise. Um, I want to go down a rabbit trail. I'm going to go in and I'm going to come back out. I I, I think that you know we we're, we were talking about earlier like to mask or not to mask. You know, like one of the reasons why we wore our mask and our gloves that that day was also to to love the people so that they can feel comfortable mm-hmm. receiving from us. Uh-huh. You know, so I think that you know um, we've we've chosen. To mask when we go out, you know, mm-hmm. and and if I'm going grocery shopping, I wear gloves, um, you know, to protect myself. But I think it's also a way of loving others. I'm not saying that you're not loving anybody by not doing this, you yeah. know. But um, anyway, so yeah, so uh, doing that, you know, like I said, we went around uh, taking the mask to everybody. It just lets people know you're thinking about them, you know. Um, our Zoom meetings, you know, our community group. We had community group over Zoom. It was, it was different, but it was cool. Uh, uh, having, like I said, um, our prayer meetings that we have mm-hmm. twice a week, that's been good. And even, you know, we have time where we can just share so mm-hmm. and ask people questions. Um, also, like I, I make fun of my dad because if we're on the long drive and we mention someone of the past, he'll just pull out his phone and call them. And we always joke about, we always jo- joke with him because he does that. He could be someone we haven't spoken to in 10 years. So if you think of someone, give them, shoot them a text. Yeah. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. They'll, they'll say, I'll do it later because then you'll forget, you know? Yeah. So that's one way that I, I mean, technology, you know, FaceTiming people. The other day I had a, I had, I had coffee with Brian yesterday. I said, well, look, we can't go to, we can't uh, go to a coffee shop, but let's do FaceTime coffee. Yeah. He doesn't drink coffee, so he didn't drink coffee, but I did, you know? <laughs> so, you know, things like, things like that. And we have yeah. more time to do that, so. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. I've, and I've, I've taken some bike rides um, with some folks and have gone jogging. With some folks who kept kept distance, you know, a good distance, and uh, tried to be mindful of that. Um, so that's that's something to been able to do. Um, you know, for Easter, uh, my wife's side of the family, we, we we all we did a Zoom call and we plugged in our laptop to our TV and we put it over by our dining table, and they everybody was eating dinner. Yeah, we did the same thing. And there, you guys did the same yeah, thing. That was cool. And it was it was different. It, it, you know, it was it was a very unique. Easter dinner. We've never had one like that before, uh, but it was still special. I mean, we were still able to connect and we're still able to see them and eat at the same time and have fellowship. There's something about fellowshipping around yeah. food, yeah. right? Uh, so, so that yeah. was good. Yeah, so I mean, like I said also, I, I said it maybe twice, but we have a little more time usually. So maybe even making a phone call instead of a text can meet someone. So, yeah. That's good. And thinking about, th- I try to think about the people that you know, we we have people that are that are usually more connected in our church. But I try to think about the people that are not as connected, you know. So trying to reach out to them also. It's good. It's good. Um, yeah, one, one a couple more things. Um, what's been encouraging you from the Word during this time? What what are some scriptures, some some biblical thoughts that have encouraged you? I think one thing that has, and since you started getting into the Psalms, mm-hmm. uh, and you know, speaking out of the Psalms, I've, I've been reading the Psalms a little bit more, mm-hmm. and just, um, I mean, you, there's there's certain things you know, but like when you when you read it during a certain certain things in your life, you, they just jump out to you. Yeah. And I think um, all the all the times where 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 they were in trouble, you know, it might have been at the hands of someone else, but I think we, there's still principles that we can draw out of that, you yeah. know. Um, I, I, during times like this, I, I, there are scriptures I always hold on to. A lot of scriptures, like I said, about God's sovereignty, because I needed to. I need to be reminded of that. Yeah. You know, Romans eight twenty eight. You know, all things work out for the good of those who love God and call according yeah. to His purpose. Yeah. Um, Romans eight. You know, mm. it's it's just you know just things that we need to remind ourselves. Right? I mean, there's so many, so many psalms about the goodness of God. You know, that that we just hold on to. Um, even like. First Chronicles 16 talks about his goodness a lot, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and his mercy. Um, yeah, so I, I, I think I think a lot of the things that you, you mentioned earlier, as we were talking about it, scripture that point to God's attributes, because the whole world, everything else can change, but God never changes. Yeah. So even though we know these things, I go back to either reading them or the scripture I know, just quoting it to myself, because I need to be reminded. And I need to be encouraged. And even, I mean, I'm, I'm, there's a couple of me too. I can get this quickly. Do you have a Bible? Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, the Psalms, man. The Psalms have been a lifeline for me as well uh, during this time. And, and we've been talking about them, you know, this year, uh, about the idea of praying the Psalms. Um Letting the Psalms be vocabulary for our prayers, especially when 
when we have a hard time to express to God things that we're feeling that are painful or difficult. Uh, go ahead. Yeah, so I, when it, like I said, the sovereignty of God is such a, is such an important, uh, I mean, not saying that any, any, any of his, his attributes are less important, but it, when things are uncertain, God is constant, mm-hmm. and he's the same, and he's in control, yeah. and I, when things seem like they're out of control, I know that the God that's in control of everything is over everything, you know. So one of the one of the the, the verses that I always look at is uh, is Isaiah six, and I will start from verse eight. It says, "Remember this and stand firm. We recall it to mind, you transgressors. Remember the former things of old. For I am God, and there is no other. I am God, and there is none like me, declaring the end from the beginning, and from ancient times things not yet done, saying, My counsel shall stand, and I will accomplish." my purpose mm-hmm. calling a bird of prey from the east the man of my counsel from a far country I have spoken and I will bring it to pass I have purposed and I will do it yeah my dad, those are some such strong words about God's sovereignty yeah. Isaiah 46 Isaiah 46 yeah, Isaiah yeah. and I read from from 9 to to 11 there it's good there's some strong when, whenever things feel uncertain, I go back to those very strong verses of God saying, I am in control. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And yeah. and, and, and it, it, it's almost like I I think as as a child, whenever things seemed whenever things seemed uncertain, I would look to my dad as the leader of the household. And and my dad um, he didn't seem shook by things and that gave me peace you know and it's the same thing for for my my heavenly father is not shook so I, I look to him I lift up my eyes to my heavenly father who is unshakable yeah. and in control yeah. and loves me yeah. and this is what gives me peace good you know very good yeah yeah one of the classic uh, psalms uh, that, that hit on this is um Psalm 46, the end of Psalm 46, I think 10. Um, you know, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. Many people have found comfort through Psalm 46, but particularly that verse, be still. Why, why can we be still and have peace and rest? Yeah. Because God is God, and He's the sovereign God, the faithful God, the unshakable God, and He's going to be exalted through this coronavirus, right? And so we have confidence in God that this didn't surprise him. He's still on the throne. He's still working all things together for our good. So he's sovereign and he's good. Romans 8.28 ties those two together well. We, and we know mm-hmm. that God works all things together for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. And so we, we cling to the sovereignty of God. We cling to the goodness of God. And we're not going to let go of those particular attributes about God. I mean, we, we love all of who He is. He's wise. He's powerful. He's, he's just. He's holy. You know, we love all of Him. He's loving. He's kind. He's gracious. He's gentle. He's humble. We love all of Him. But particularly when you're going through really hard times, as we see in the Psalms, there's an emphasis on sovereignty and the goodness of God that are just like pillars for the psalmist and the pillars for the saints going through suffering and difficulty. It's good.
Um, gosh, what, there's one more thing. Oh, what, what do we see? What do we see God doing on a, on a bigger level? We've mentioned some things here, just in, as we look at this coronavirus and the global uh, impact of what's going on. I mean, businesses. I mean, can you believe the Olympics? 2020 Summer Olympics has been canceled. Yeah. I mean, sporting. <laughs> Uh, you know, you're you're a sports yeah. fan. You love football. You love uh, basketball. You love sports. But I mean, our sports have, like it's not happening right now. I mean, so what do we see God doing on on a bigger level on uh, in the world through all this? Yeah, and like like I said earlier, man, that's one something I've been praying for. You know, yeah. just asking God, what are you doing? I just want to understand so I can be in step with it. Yeah. And one thing that I, I haven't like I haven't heard God's audible voice yet, but I, I I I'm just reminded of what the Scripture tells me that I need to be doing, and it, the context is a little bit different now with with the situation, but it doesn't take away you know, uh, it doesn't stop me it doesn't it, it doesn't take away my responsibility to be who God has called me or called us to be, mm-hmm. um, but I mean another thing is that I think that and we may have mentioned this but how the we we have we've had to readjust our perspective and look at what's really important to us. You know, yeah. I'm sad because the NBA season's not going on. You know, <laughs> but and, and 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 it's funny. Like I didn't take. I think that's what made me take this seriously. So I was talking to someone <laughs> <laughs> when when the, when the NBA season uh, got postponed. That's when I was like, wait. That's when you got your mask. Yeah, that's when I bought my mask <laughs> and your gloves. <laughs> but that you know that's what made me be like, whoa, this is big. You know, I was telling somebody and she said, okay, so it wasn't that they shut down France. It wasn't they shut down this thing. It was when the NBA season. Yeah, you know. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. So um, I, I think it helps us just to remind. Rem- just to remember what are the things that are most important. You know, what are, you know, yeah, like I said, sports are secondary. I'm sure that athletes these days have to look at that. Like the safety, their safety and, and, every, and everybody else's safety, you know, it, it's more important than whether they win the championship this year. Yeah. You know, and we wrestle with those things. But, you know, like I said, in, in other words, just in, to, in a nutshell, it, it changes our perspective. It makes you realize what's really important. You know? So, so if LeBron James was watching this, what would you want to say to him? No, I'm LeBron, <laughs> I'm sad because I really think that you would have gotten uh, another championship <laughs> this year. And I know you're getting older, so that's kind of sad. But it's more important for you to be safe. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, so one of the things um, that I'm reminded of through this is um, C.S. Lewis has a quote that. God whispers to us in our pleasures, but but through pain, it's God's microphone. God's pain is God's microphone to us, and so God often gets our attention through pain, and it often takes something painful for us to 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 realize. You know, for you as the NBA not playing, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, or you know, even with kids. I mean, even with our kids, like when our kids don't respond to mom and dad's instructions, sometimes. They need to feel a little sting of losing a privilege or you know some kind of discipline before they really respond to mom and dad's instructions. And, and God is a loving father, and He does discipline His children, right? And, he, and so, 
So one of the things I, I think that, that God's doing through this is He's getting our attention. He's, get, he, he's gotten many people's attention. Um, and, and uh, you know, Piper d- does a really good job in, in addressing this in his book, Christ and Coronavirus. Um, he, he says that this, this coronavirus is like God's thunderclap to the world to, as a summons to repent, right? And, and so, like, in, in, in Luke 13, Jesus was asked about these people that died. This tower fell and killed some people. And, uh, and Jesus was asked about these guys. And Jesus says, he responds to their question about what happened, saying, unless you repent, you'll perish, right? And so... So I think one of the takeaways for, for me and for, for, for people in general, as we look at what's going on in the world, I think it's appropriate for us to examine ourselves and, and just repent and turn, turn away from our sins, turn away from things we know that grieve God, you know, and maybe things that we wouldn't have thought about before this, but now we're confronted with with the importance of our relationship with God and how things are going here. Yeah. I think um, another thing is I think all of us in one way or another wrestle we, we have a, a a false understanding that we are in control. Yeah. Of some you know, something yeah, or another. And yeah. even and a lot of habits go back to this. You know, psychologically, a lot of things go back to us wanting to take control of something. You know, and and this this shatters that. You know, it, you were mentioning, uh, I think it was last Sunday, about having armed forces, and the armed forces are supposed to protect the country, and the armed forces cannot do anything against the virus. You know, you know, and 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 it's and you know, it's good to have protection and good we have police officers, but but what are they going to do? When it would, you know, we have this 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 enemy that's destroying us, you know, yeah. in a different way. Yeah. So I, I think for us, you know, just to, even the, the plans that we make, all of that is, is sh- all of our plans are shattered right now. Yeah. You know, but God is in control. Yeah. You know, so any 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 false understanding that we have control of some uh, something we we don't. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, and that's why James in James four he tells us, giving us a, a profound word of wisdom. He says, when you're you're making plans, you're, you should say, if the Lord wills, we'll go and we'll do this or that. And for the Christian, God's will should be pri- priority in our lives. It shouldn't be like the last thing we ask. Well, did God want us to do that in the first place? Yeah. We should be asking. And so much of what we're doing, God, what do you want? Lead me in your will. Your will be done in my life. We should delight to do the will of God. And I think that's one of the things, too, we should examine during this time is, are we doing what God wants us to do? Are we doing His will or are we just doing what we want? Uh, yeah. And I've, I've also spoken to some people that have, are, saying, are saying that, man, I have drifted away. I started building my own kingdom, started doing my own thing. And, yeah, God was part of my life. But I'm realizing that he's just part of my life and he's not the center of my life. Mm-hmm. So I think God is turning uh, hearts back towards him yeah. for people that have maybe, like I said, drifted away. You know, it, it's stripping everything away, everything that we were building, you know, that, that's, that's on the side. Uh, you know, 
you know, there are other things that are, that are more important that we're starting to look at. So, it's good. Also, an um, urgency. You know, with people, people are dying. Like I said, it, it it's hit me a little more because of what's going on in New York. Like I I I know a lot of people that have the virus, and I know people that have passed away. So it's 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 made it. It's not like before. I was looking at numbers on the dashboard, and now I have names to go with it. Yeah. Like I look at you know, let's say you know, there's um, you know, I don't know, eighty six. I don't remember the number. Eighty six thousand, you know, people that are infected in New York. Like my cousin is is the eighty six thousand one. If that makes sense, you know. Yeah. And I think about that. So it's like, man, man, what happens yeah. if this person passes away? Yeah, have I done all I can to share the gospel with them? Yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah sense of urgency. Um, one of the verses uh, that that I think about and I've alluded to here uh, is in Ephesians 5, where the Apostle Paul says, Ephesians 5, 15, and 16, it says, Look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time, because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. That's powerful. And so, Paul, he tells us, after unpacking gospel truths in the first half of Ephesians, he tells the Christians in Ephesus, how to walk out the gospel, how to apply the gospel, how to hear, walk in wisdom, look carefully how you walk. And so part of that for us is be wise. Heed, heed the wisdom, you know, that that, uh, of, of, um, uh, that we're given through, you know, our leaders and, 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 and being wise in how you conduct yourself. Take this thing seriously. People are dying, right? But, but don't panic, right? You know, like take it seriously. But don't panic. I, I wrote a blog uh, article a few weeks ago uh, titled 12 Reasons Why Christians Should Not Panic. And there's probably many more. But, but we, we don't need to be in fear and panic. But we need to take this thing seriously. Yeah. Because people are dying for love's sake. Right? And, 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 and for wisdom's sake. We need to walk in wisdom and make the most of the time. Make, making the best use of the time. Redeem the time because the days are evil. Right? And, and then don't be foolish. But in, in contrast, understand what God wants. Yeah. All right, and this is a process for us. This this involves us searching the scriptures. This involves us being people of prayer. This involves us looking at every unique situation that's presented to us. When many situations seem gray, you know, that, that as far as what to do, and, 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 and there's more. It's more complex. You know, there's more morally complex. Uh, situations that are being presented to us, you know, do do I go to church or not go to church? Do we do a drive-in church? Do we, uh, you know, do we have family over or not? You know, if, you know, do we have more than ten people? And you know, I know there's one pastor that went to jail in Florida for continuing to have church services, and many many churches, uh, many Christians probably feel like this is intrusive and in, in taking away something that's so dear to their heart and so it's 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 difficult you know there's some there's some complexity to it Uh, yet there's also wisdom in heeding uh the the instructions of like social distance yeah and that's 
probably the hardest, the most challenging thing with this is, and that's something I, I wanted to ask, and we'll, we'll finish on this question. What, what's been the most challenging thing in this? Probably the, the most challenging thing uh, during this pandemic has been not being able to give loved ones a big hug and, and just be close and meet together because we're created for community, right? And it's just so difficult. And so I, I ran into a, an elderly uh, church member yesterday at the park, and she's 92, and she walks the park every single day. And she went up to me like she was going to give me a hug, and she put my hand, her hand on my shoulder, and I was just kind of like not wanting to get too close, just, yeah. want, out, of, just out of concern for her yeah, or wanting yeah. to be wise. Yeah. You know, but it just feels so weird, you mm-hmm. know, because like we're told, like Paul tells the Christians to greet one another with the holy kiss. Like <laughs> right now, it doesn't seem appropriate for yeah. us to greet one another with the holy kiss. Right? Yeah. So that's, yeah, that's, def- that's definitely, uh, you know, a hard part, you know, and not not seeing people like, like I said, you know, that's why those little drive-bys that some people have done, yeah. that's why that means a lot. You get to see, you know, that's, you know, the people, have, you know, come to my house for different things and, I, and just seeing people that just brought joy like I it's cool that I see them on the screen but I want to see them in 3d you know yeah. so yeah. <laughs> that's been good I think a, another hard thing for me is I find myself and, and I this happened about like twice that I noticed this like being in my house and being around my family and being you know like I'm gonna say locked in there but man I, I find myself being like a little uh, a yeah. short with my family yeah. sometimes Anybody you know? else? Anybody else uh, <laughs> experience that? Feel free to comment. Yeah. If anybody else is a little short on sugar. Yeah, man. Home. Like, I, and I don't know. Like, I don't know if I want to. Bl- I have two girls. They're eleven and twelve. <laughs> so they they fight a many, lot. How many puppies? Oh well, but we just we just had yeah. new puppies. So I got what well, two? I got five now. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, uh, yeah. So I mean, that was a good thing. We had some puppies born in the pandemic. We named the oldest one Rona. <laughs> the, sec- the second one, the boy, even though then I couldn't stay hours, but we named him Kobe. You know? <laughs> so, anyway. um, yeah, so it's, um, yeah, so just, just that, like being around, being around them. And I, I think they're, my two kids are starting to just being a little tired about of being around each other. So they're they, watching. It's, that's fine. <laughs> you know, so they're starting to fight a little more. And I, I don't know if it's, I was trying to figure out, am I edgy because they're edgy? Or, you know, if, if, you know, and I, I know just last, I think it was about a week and a half ago, I had to just ask them for forgiveness. I just felt like, like any little thing was, was I, I was, I just wasn't myself. I just say it like that, you know, mm-hmm. like I used to have more patience, you know, and I'm not saying, you know, I wasn't, you know, pulling out some branches and whipping them with it. But, you know, it just, I just, I just wasn't the same. I was, mm-hmm. I, I, it wasn't, it was, it was just like a, a normal, uh, I don't know, yeah, I was just kind of edgy, so. Did you yeah. just ask for forgiveness in general, or were you specific? No, no, I was specific, and I told him, I said, I'm, I'm sorry. I, like, I, I said, look, I don't know if it's just that we're locked in here, and that doesn't excuse me. You know, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I don't, that's not me. You guys yeah. know that's not me, and I don't want to be like that. I want yeah. So I've had to have, even just like a, 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 I think it was just yesterday, the day before, we had to have like a family meeting about like, yeah. hey, man, we, this is not who we're going to be. Yeah. You know, and, and we can't do, the only way that we can do this is if each one of us choose not to be this way, you know. You don't have to make a big deal out of, of any little thing. You know, let's let's speak to each other with love. You know, regardless of what we're feeling, we have to learn how to how to communicate. You know, not a, not a, however we just feel like speaking. You know, so that's another lesson for them to learn. You know, yeah. and I'm still learning the lesson too. So. Man, that's great leadership. I love your transparency, Kevin, and that, and just um, just leading 
with repentance in your family. Yeah. Like, I, I think that's how fathers and husbands should lead with repentance. We we should lead by admitting that we're wrong first yeah. and humbling ourselves first. Uh, one of my mentors would say, "He who humbles himself first wins." Right. So yeah, I, uh, I, I told him the same thing. You know? <laughs> I said, "Let me see which one of you is gonna is gonna is gonna act godly." You know, <laughs> yeah. I don't know if that's you know, anyway, but yeah. yeah. But I told, let, "Let's see, let's see, let's see who's gonna who's gonna display godly character first, You know. Yeah, I don't know if I can relate to you with the tensions high in the home and stuff. Anybody else online relate to that? some tension, more tension at home uh, during the shelter in place. I'm joking. I, I definitely, my, my family has felt the, the tension too of, you know, you know, our rhythms have changed as a family and we've had to adapt. I mean, it's all homeschool now. We have, we've had one in public school mm-hmm. and two homeschool. Now, now it's all three are homeschooled. Then we got a little toddler running around and it's, it's fun and it's sweet. We've had some sweet times, but also, you know, just the, it's a little more challenging in some ways. And so this is a, a time, and, and, and what I see it, when, it, when, when there's friction in a relationship, I see it as an opportunity for the relationship to be strengthened, to yeah. go deeper. Right? Intentional. It, we can, based on how we respond, we can let it distance us from one another, right? If, if we don't biblically respond with yeah. forgiveness, with grace, Treating others better than we deserve, uh, we can let it create an offense and let the enemy get in and divide us, or we can respond with humility, like like you uh, have led in your family in that way, asking for forgiveness, acknowledging when we've blown it, and taking ownership for it. Specifically, acknowledging our sin, our impatience, or unkindness, or or what whatever the the sin was, uh, and 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 then. You know, showing grace to one another. I think this is a time to be intentional about showing extra grace yeah. and mercy to our family members, yeah. treating one another better than we deserve, treating one another like Christ has treated us with grace. And we want that extra grace to be given to us. That's so let's right. give it up. Let's that's, give it to everybody else. That's right. That's right. Yes. Yeah. That's a gospel centered family when we do that. It's good, man. Um, any other comments there? I know. Speaking of family, we we need to get home to our families. Uh, you know, and I, that's something out of my mind. I wish if I could think of it in two seconds. Yeah, if you guys are watching, you got a comment or a question, feel free to go ahead and share that right now. We can pull pull it up on the screen so we can see see what those are. Um, Cool. I'll put another comments later. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, hey guys, thanks for tuning in with us here at uh, Perspective in the Pandemic, and we hope to, Lord willing, if the Lord wills, uh, do some more of these, and uh, we'll continue, Lord willing, to have some prayer meetings. Um, let's be intentional about seeking the Lord during this time, redeeming the time, making the most of it, and uh, uh, reaching out to those who don't know the Lord around us. Yeah, and just, I just want to remind you guys, like I said, God has called us to do something. He's equipped us for it. He's given us the Spirit of God. And also, God is patient. You know, I mean, I know as a person that struggles with condemnation when I don't do things perfect sometimes, if you haven't made the most of this time, man, 
you can turn that around today. Yeah. And just yeah. take one step. If you're afraid of, 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 you know, speaking to people, whatever it is, ask the Lord for help. He wants to help us, you know, and he's given us the Spirit of God, like I said, and he's going to help us to, to be everything he's called us to be. So, yeah, yeah. just good. take one step forward. That's good. That's good. I'm, when you say that, I'm just reminded of 1 Corinthians 15:58, where the Apostle Paul says, I am what I am by the grace of God, and God's grace towards me was not in vain. But I labored more and more than the rest of the apostles, yet not I, but the grace of God that was with me. And so Paul like puts this emphasis on God's grace, enabling him to be who God had called him to be, and God's grace enabling him to do what God had called him to to do, and so uh, I just echo what Kevin says, and, and, and would add to this: lean into His grace, trust in His grace, trust that He will give you what you need to do His will. And if you feel like you're lacking, pray. Come boldly before the throne of grace to find the grace and the mercy that you need in your time of need, uh, and get into the Word. You'll find the Word of God to be sufficient to equip you, to guide you. Uh, through this dark time as a lamp unto your feet and a light to your path. And if you don't know Jesus, message us. We would love to, to talk with you, to chat with you, to have some conversations. If, 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 you're, uh, if you have some questions about your relationship with God and you'd like, you're, you're curious and, and you, you would like to uh, explore having a, a genuine relationship with the Lord, uh, send us a message uh, via uh, Facebook, and we'd love to chat with you about that or pray for you. If you got prayer requests as well, uh, if you got some pressing prayer requests, we'd love to bring those before the Lord uh, with you guys. Uh, so thanks again for tuning in with uh, Kevin and Keith yeah. in perspective in the pandemic. Yeah. And the Lord bless you. Amen.